What is up? Coming to you live from the jungle, the home of our little tiger. It's time for another episode of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, episode 274. It is April 18th, 2022. And if I sound different, that's because I'm coming off of a head cold. And it's dropping my voice an octave, so... Your starting center for the Los Angeles Lakers. From Louisiana State, Shaquille O'Neal. I have the full Lawrence Tanner base. And unfortunately, I was unable to watch Winning Time last night. And I will not watch Winning Time tonight either. <laughs> yeah, we've... Uh, our our little nude is having some. Uh, I, I think the, the 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 term is called sleep regression. He's he's been a little warm. I guess uh, this wacky weather has been driving him crazy, which is why I started recording today at ten oh seven p.m. If you're watching this live, remember you can always watch this live on Monday nights. Just follow us on Facebook at Dre GP Podcast if you want to watch live and comment live. I always appreciate. When we have some live viewers who can ask questions or comment during the show for me to react to, it helps keep the flow of the show going. I'm not sure if anyone's going to pop on tonight. It is actually much later than I normally do. Uh, I know I've, I've been in the habit of getting the show on later. That way all my fellow parents can put their kids to sleep before they watch the show live. Ha ha ha. Yeah, but tonight I had to make sure the dude was asleep, sleep. <laughs> like, I, I, we, we got him down about 9.30, but I didn't want to start recording immediately, just in case if the, the background noise of me talking were to wake him up and demand a, Dada up, Dada up. <laughs> he, he is quite hilarious. He, he, he is growing leaps and bounds. To give you your usual tiger update, like we usually do at the start of the show. But let's get right into it. For once, something actually happened in the nerd world on a Monday morning. Instead of happening on Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning like it normally does. After we've already recorded the show and posted it on the internet. This morning, uh, Marvel and Disney dropped the teaser trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. And yeah, it is pretty awesome. It gave me that same energy I got when we got, you know, Thor Ragnarok, which I promptly uh, put on today at work. Uh, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it here. It's like, you know, if you have one of those uh, movie anywhere accounts, you have a whole bunch, you have a big old digital library. I don't know if you're a crazy person like me and was buying a bunch of digital movie or Blu-rays that came with digital codes over the past, you know, 10, 15 years. Uh, and you enter them into that Movies Anywhere app. I guess if you link it to your YouTube, you can just watch all your movies on YouTube. It's the weirdest, craziest thing. So after I watched uh, Love and Thunder this morning, the the the, the teaser trailer, I, I put on Thor Ragnarok today in the background while I was working today. I... I, I remember that movie was delightful, but it is just so much more delightful than I remembered it <laughs> since the last time I had sat down to watch Ragnarok, which probably would have been maybe three years ago, last time I watched it. 
pre-Tiger times. But that Love and Thunder teaser, you, you, you got a Guns N' Roses sweet child of mine uh, playing through the, throughout the trailer. And they're, they're, they're really hitting that, that 80s, uh, 80s metal or hair metal. And uh, is a Thor is just he, he Chris Hemsworth. He looks like he's really having fun. Like he he was quirky and weird in the first you know Thor movie, and he in the in the Avengers movies he was he was unintentionally funny, or I guess you know intentionally unintentionally funny. He's like passively funny, however you want to categorize it. <laughs> like the stuff he said was like, oh look how silly he is. Look at this this out of place god. <laughs> but of course, you know going from. Thor Ragnarok forward, he's just naturally, they're you know, really using his natural charisma and his natural humor. And you can just tell everything he's doing, he's just having a lot of fun being the God of Thunder. Oh, sorry about that, I am just out of it, it is 10 o'clock, I didn't, we didn't get a lot of sleep the night before, so this might end up being a short episode as well. But you know, you, you see in the trailer, he, he's working off his, 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 you know, his fat Thor bod he, that, that he got during the Infinity movies, or and I should say Endgame specifically. And uh, he, he's wearing, you know, he's dressing like Star Lord. Just funny because the, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in this movie as well. They, they, you see them in the teaser trailer, and then they, they finish off the trailer with a. You finally get to see uh, Jane Foster. P is for Portman, Natalie Portman, as uh, female Thor, the goddess of thunder. So they didn't really give too much away. I mean, we already everyone already knew Natalie Portman was coming back to be, you know, Jane Foster Thor. So like, they really kind of just let you know. Oh yeah, no, these movies are still gonna. Is this this movie still gonna be fun like Ragnarok? And, and, and yeah, that, that's the energy I got from watching the trailer. Big, big goofy, smiling Chris Hemsworth and acting all silly and dumb. The limited times you see him, I have, I have, I'm, I'm fairly confident Taika directed this. I, I hope Taika YTT is directing this one like he directed Ragnarok. I, I should have researched this before I came on the air, but hey, the spontaneity of podcasting, right? <laughs> Ever since I became a dad, my, my prep work has gone from like 5% to like 0.5%. <laughs> yeah, but the rewatching Ragnarok was a delight. And then that movie that should, that should just be required viewing like every year just to, to warm yourself, to wrap yourself in a nice warm blanket of, of fun and, 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 and hilariousness. <laughs> this is. Non-stop Taika one light. I, like, I feel like yeah, he didn't really write it, but I'm sure he was interge- in, interjecting his Taika humor every chance he got. He's like, I know what you could say here. Yeah? You could say the, you can see this silly thing. Why don't you say something silly? Why don't you tell Hulk that he's your favorite version? And then when you talk to Banner, oh, Banner, you're my favorite version. No, oh, I won the fight easily. I don't think it went that way. What's my password? Ugh, point break. <laughs> Welcome, Thor. <laughs> Banner, password, strongest Avenger. 
this is there's so many like little things and then you have all the all the Kirby-esque art throughout the entire thing and by Kirby-esque for my Nintendo fans I don't I don't mean Kirby as in the um the pink blob I'm talking about Jack Kirby the king and comic books and guy created a whole lot of the cosmicness we see in, in comic books today man but yeah that, that rewatch was a lot of fun if, if you haven't watched it in a minute go, go fire up Thor Ragnarok especially on today the, the day we, we, we got the tease of Love and Thunder which is coming out in July uh, I sent the trailer to my wife while we were at work and she's like I've already asked like right, like literally five minutes later I asked my mom to, for, to babysit when this movie comes out so we can go watch it because she's pretty excited about it as well we, we, we both like things that are fun and this movie looks like it's going to be fun so I, I realize it, 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 it's been playing on Disney Plus the last few weeks we, Rosa and I have been watching but I haven't talked about Moon Knight on the podcast here and if I did I'm having a stroke then <laughs> but I'm going to go on the assumption that I haven't talked about Moon Knight and uh and this one, much like when uh, we, we went into watching the, the Vision, or, or WandaVision, I should say, I, I, I was telling my wife, guess what? We are both in the exact same seat for once, because normally we watch anything comic book related. I, I already have, like, you know, a backlog of information of, you know, 15 years working in a comic shop, you know, almost 30 years of being a comic book reader. And I was like, oh, I already know a lot. Of, I have a lot of pre-existing knowledge in my brain. When it comes to these like, a lot of these shows, but as far as Moon Knight is concerned, I knew like one thing: his name is Mark Scepter, and that's it. Mark Spector, Mark Scepter, however you want to pronounce it. I mean, that's all I know. And I know the the recent run they made him kind of schizophrenic. That that's that's the that was my extent of knowledge of of Moon Knight. I don't know anything else. I I never got into the comic book. Not even when one of my favorite writers was writing it a few years ago. I just was just it was never my thing. The, the extent of my knowledge of Moon Knight came from uh, Marvel trading cards. I think I've, I may have mentioned this before. I think maybe prior to Moon Knight coming out, but now the saying the Marvel trading card thing reminds me like, oh yeah, I think we discussed this on the show, but I, we've watched it. We were what, what three episodes in, and. Uh, I, I, me and and the wife are really enjoying it. I, I'm not sure how the the general nerd populace feels about it. I, I really haven't got my, my finger on the pulse of how people feel about it on Twitter. It it really feels like this one's kind of sliding under the radar. People are more focused on other things, or whatever reason. I, or I guess people just aren't enthused about Moon Knight. I mean, I I love Oscar Isaac. I love anything Marvel puts out. Well, almost anything. I shouldn't make such a blank statement. Uh, lately, a lot of the Marvel content, especially all the stuff created for Disney Plus, has been enjoyable at the at that bare minimum, and it's been it's been good for the most part. And the show, we, I, I think both the wife and I really love the cinematography, the way they they're shooting the show, especially the first episode, the way they, all the shots were set up to make you feel disoriented, just as disoriented as as a Stephen Grant. <laughs> oh, 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 why, why, why do people keep calling me Mark? 
<laughs> it's true because my my wife didn't recognize it was Oscar Isaac. I think I told her like, oh yeah, Oscar Isaac, super handsome. And then like they, they, he deliberately, I think he lost weight, and the way his hair was done, he looks so gaunt. And it's funny because we're watching, and I pull up a, a picture. I'm like, yeah, that, that that's Poe Dameron right there. And she's like, no. And I, I, you know, do one quick Google search, and I show her the picture. She's like, no way. She's like, no, that's super handsome Oscar Isaac. This this guy on the screen is nothing. It doesn't help his his, his British accent is is equally off-putting. He's not doing the the the, the sexy British you know accent. You know, like a. <laughs> Like, uh, what's, oh, what's his name? Freaking, like, James Bond, like, freaking Daniel Craig. He's not doing the, the attractive British accent. He's doing the bit of the, I'm a bit of a wanker. <laughs> a voice, and he, he's, he's very nerdy and weird and awkward. And then the wife just couldn't believe, that, like, I mean, how is that Oscar Isaac? And then my, my answer to this is always acting. That's why he's a, he's an actor in demand. He, he gets a lot of work because he's good at the acting thing, and yeah, it, it's been it's been really. I, I think it's been a really cool show. It's a, it, especially for me, like a, I, I'm like I said, I'm in the same boat as Rose. I'm, I'm kind of discovering the basics of Moon Knight through this show. Whether or not it was, you know, he, I don't know if he's always been schizophrenic. I feel like the like way back twenty plus years ago when 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 Moon Knight got popular first time, sometime in the late nineties or, or it was like the mid not even the late it was like the mid nineties. There was this uh, artist Stephen Platt who always signed everything splat. He he got really hot. He was a he was a uh, a disciple of of Rob Liefeld, uh, uh, and uh, another artist of ill renown. Man, he he made several issues. Of this this artist Stephen Platt made several issues of Moon Knight very hard to get because uh, all of a sudden his cool art style was in these Moon Knight books, and they started selling really well. And it was normally a low print run book, so you combined high demand with low supply, and suddenly these Moon Knight issues were were worth something, or at least back then. I, I highly doubt that they retain any of that the, the, the value back then when they were going for forty, fifty dollars. <laughs> I, I I really doubt. I mean, maybe the maybe the numbers are coming back up thanks to the Disney Plus effect of like, oh, people are interested in Moon Knight now. I'll, we'll have to we'll have to check in with uh, with Pete Molini and ask if, if if old Moon Knight comics are going up in value thanks to the show. I, I highly doubt it, but you, you never know with this collector world. But the show is really good. I really, I'm, I'm liking Oscar Isaac. What's really tripping me out is, you know, Ethan Hawke is in this, and he, he's kind of playing the antagonist. But most of the time, like you know, when there's like a big name actor like that, I'm always, oh look, it's Ethan Hawke. I'm like, I, I don't get that vibe. I, 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 I kind of forget as I'm watching the show, and I don't realize it until you see the really cool credits at the end. Like, oh yeah, that is Ethan Hawke. He's doing a good job at acting. <laughs> Been the, yeah, the, the, I, I, I'm enjoying the show. There's three more episodes. They, they drop on Wednesdays. And I still gotta. We've already fallen behind on other shows, and like, 
we, we caught up on we we were doing the double, we were watching both Winning Time and Moon Knight on Sundays, and that was just keeping us up too late because we're we're not young people anymore. So like we have to catch up on Winning Time tomorrow night, hopefully. That way on Wednesday night we can watch Moon Knight, and we're not trying to cram everything in one night. And then uh, then today another amazing show came back, and I haven't been able to watch it. Uh, uh, a friend of the show, Judy Lynn, was, was contacting me earlier, like, how, we need to figure out how to watch this, because I'm like, I was like, I, I, I'm not watching it anytime soon, I, I don't have cable, but I discovered if, if I go sign up for like a VPN, I can probably access it <laughs> via my phone, um, and, and changing my location to somewhere other than North America, because I guess Better Call Saul is dropping on Netflix the next day for international places, because I was like, I don't know, do I want to sign up for for AMC Plus, I don't know how much they're charging, and I gotta hang on to that for several months because they're doing that, that that AMC thing where they're splitting the season into two. So I don't know if it's like four episodes now, another four episodes in July. I, I, I really want to see the end of this because uh, I'm sure at various points in time during this podcast I've said that I, I, Better Call Saul has gotten to the point where I think it's better than Breaking Bad. Or they, they've learned everything they did from Breaking Bad, and then they, they've honed it to a, a fine art now with this show. So, like, I, I really do want to watch Better Call Saul, but I don't know if I want to jump through all the hoops, or if I can just patiently wait six months to when it just shows up on Netflix. I don't know if it's going to be six months from now, or however these contracts work between the Netflix and, and the networks that... Uh, that originally broadcast these shows. I'm sure there's already a. I mean, hell, if they if they're if they're airing it in the rest of the world on Netflix, I mean, they're they're already in the pocket of AMC. I mean, our AMC is already in Netflix's pocket. However, that works. But yeah, no, but it, it feels like it's been an eternity <laughs> since the last season of Better Call Saul. Like, I I could swear up and down that the when when the previous season of Bitter Call Cell came on, I was still living in Pasadena in 2018. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Rosa, I'm like, I know they had some production delays. Obviously, you know, Bob Odenkirk had a heart attack. So, that, I mean, then of course the pandemic also affected things. But yeah, it's, it's I think it's it's been three plus years since the last season of Better Call Saul. You know, good, good quality content does take time. It's like it's finally here, and I was like, "Oh wait, I don't have cable." I'm gonna have to. I was like, "I'm gonna have to hit up Jai, my good friend Jai, and ask, hey, how do you watch all your stuff without paying for it? Am I gonna have to delve in the world of watching stuff illicitly? <laughs> there are ways of watching this, but you won't learn them from a Jedi." <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think Better Call Saul is one of the, you know, if Breaking Bad was one of the best shows ever, then this is like the <laughs> the best sequel ever, or the best spinoff ever. So, I, I'm going to get it figured out. My friend Judy had messaged us earlier. She's like, oh, she, I guess I guess a lot of people were signing up for the, the digital service AMC Plus today. I guess the, the, the servers were overwhelmed with people trying to get in there, and I don't know how much they're charging I mean, I may just break down and do that. Because <laughs> I've worked enough in the entertainment industry to be like, oh, I don't want to just watch it illicitly. Uh, 
I want someone to get their 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 money's worth. I, I've done I've done the thing. I know I know I know the thing. I don't want don't want to punish people just because I don't want to pay nine dollars. I don't know how much AMC Plus is. I don't know if it's like if if it's ten bucks a month. I might just you know, tank that for the next you know three months. April, May, June, July, or uh, oh wow, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like May, June, July, August. So maybe I have to eat about four months of that subscription and then forget to unsubscribe. And I was like, oh no, I forgot to get rid of this subscription. This is how they get you. <laughs> and I paid 120 bucks to watch one season of a show. Man, yeah, I, I was. I was the the Dre time continuum. Uh, I, I I felt the effects of that yesterday. So yesterday was Easter. We we uh, even though I was a bit under the weather, we uh, I I sucked it up yesterday to to take a little tiger to to my mom's house. It's Saturday I was in no shape. We were we were supposed to go to Big Bear to to Rosa's uh, brother's house, and we we had done that last year. We had a big Easter egg hunt up in Big Bear. I woke up on Saturday like like waking death. I like I was I could I could barely even speak. And I was just firing boogers everywhere. So I was like, nope. We made the uh, made the call. It's like, oh no, I'm not gonna be able to do that drive from Orange County over the mountain to Big Bear. But like, no. Yesterday I went and visited my mom's, and so at my mom's house, all my all my old DVDs are there. And I was like, I. Kept talking to Rose. I'm like, oh, I really, I really, I want to rewatch Thirty Rock. But the problem with watching rewatching Thirty Rock on digital, like let's say on Peacock or wherever it is, I presume it's on Peacock. It's like they 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 erased a bunch of episodes because of objectionable content. I, I believe uh, uh, Tina Fey's need to have people in blackface or the writers' need for people in blackface it resulted in four four or five episodes, including one of my favorite episodes, one of the live episodes. I think John Hamm is in blackface in one in in, in an episode because <laughs> they're, they're 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 skewing. See the, the the point of the joke I think was to make fun of the fact like oh they weren't allowed to have two black guys on television back in the fifties so they had to put one guy in blackface. <laughs> These are the rules back then. <laughs> they were pointing out the racism, but of course people were like oh you're being insensitive by having a actor in blackface. But I'll get canceled for this later. But I was like, oh, if I want to rewatch Thirty Rock, I'm gonna to have to go dig up my physical copies so I can watch every episode because that's the only way to <laughs> to see it. And so I go, oh, my, all right, cool. And I go through my my seasons one through six. I'm like, were there only six seasons? And I do a quick Google search. And nope, there was a seventh season. And I don't know why Pastre didn't buy season seven. I don't know if that was around the point where I was just like, I stopped buying TV on, on DVD. Or, I don't, I don't know if that might have been around the time I was working for, um, for, for, for Disney. And I was like, oh, I'm not buying DVDs or Blu-rays ever again. I'm just going to wheel and deal and trade around and contact people around here. I'll trade with someone at Universal. <laughs> I'll trade a couple seasons of Scandal for seasons of Third Rock, which I never did. I never got around to doing and I never bought season seven. I'm like, oh, all right, let me let me see how much it is on Amazon. I'm like, the old TV DVD seasons, these can't be you know that expensive anymore. 
No, apparently if I want like a brand new, apparently old TV on DVD is going out of print. <laughs> Maybe my, all my old crazy, you know, 20s and 30s Dre who was buying every season of shows on DVD. Apparently he wasn't that crazy after all. Because <laughs> now apparently this stuff is out of print, especially stuff with objectionable content like 30 Rock. So like, yeah, season seven of 30 Rock, if I want to get a brand new sealed copy, it's like 55 bucks. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is this shit? I, I was paying like 30 bucks way back then. What in the fuck happened? <laughs> I, I I did find on eBay there was a copy for like 12 bucks from, from Goodwill, like a used copy from Goodwill. So I, I may pull the trigger on that so I can finish my physical collection. I'm like, it's just like video games trying to get my physical copies instead of my digital shit. What the fuck? <laughs> it makes me wonder. I'm like, oh, how? I wonder if any of the other box sets I have are worth anything. Because I know I, I did sell off a bunch of stuff a long time ago. I know I was like selling off all my like Law & Order SVUs. I, I was buying all those. I was like, oh, when... <laughs> I was like, I can just turn on USA anytime and watch it, but I, I wanted to have them all. And I think I bought a bunch of them, and I think I turned around and started selling them on eBay myself. Because I was like, oh, I don't need these. <laughs> I know there's some other stuff. Uh, I, I forget. Because, again, mo most, of my, 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 most of my DVDs I have stored at my mom's. I have my Blu-rays in local storage over here. But I, I don't know now. Like it, it, was, it, was, it was a weird revelation to me. Like, oh, Pastor A dropped the ball on this complete series of 30 Rock. I was like, Daniel, you only have Chappelle show. Eh? That one was easy. There was two seasons and that one DVD of all the sketches they had filmed before Dave quit. <laughs> yeah, I have a... I have a whole bunch of TV shows on, on, on DVD, like whatever, a bunch of like shows I like. I think I have all of House. I think I have most of Community. I think I only had the first few seasons of Community. I think I'm, I didn't finish that one either. And there's a few HBO shows here and there I I, I got. And was it was funny? I I didn't take I didn't grab too many TV shows from when I worked at Disney because I think most of the stuff at Disney kind of sucked. <laughs> I think the only thing I grabbed and I still never watched was Castle. Because I, I think Nathan Fillion is cool. I think I grabbed like the first five seasons of Castle. But it was like the, the stuff I had to work with there was like it was like Once Upon a Time and Desperate Housewives. And uh, I'm trying to think. There, there wasn't like there was a Revenge and Scandal. And I, I wasn't. I was like, oh man, ABC, your TV shows suck. And even then, I think it was like Agents of Shield. They didn't care. They they're like, nope, we couldn't get that one <laughs> because that was under Marvel. <laughs> that was a whole different can of worms. Apparently, it was ABC Television. It was a Marvel production, and Marvel was like, fuck that. We're not doing any fucking promotion for this. <laughs> then go out and buy the fucking thing from Target. <laughs> yeah, it was like all the all the TV stuff sucked. I think it was like, oh, Grey's Anatomy. That was another one. I was like, I'm like, a, like, like my brain, I'm trying to like rewind my, my brain to like, what were the crappy TV shows I had access to? <laughs> I think I had the, the ABC seasons of Scrubs, like mm, mm, Cougar Town. <laughs> like, this is the shit I had to manage when that one year I worked at Disney. I was like, cool, all the, all the fun Disney movies and then all the kind of 
not so great live action movies and then the terrible television which is apparently where a, a lot of the a lot of my my paycheck came out of the budgets for the television shows that that's where one of the bosses told me yeah, we were just paying you out of the, out of those budgets <laughs> and just say yeah, this week oh well, we'll charge you to scandal this week here's two thousand dollars for logistics <laughs> sneak me into that budget and the next week all right two thousand we'll charge that to once upon a time ABC's paying your salary <laughs> what it, it, it was weird and wacky that I, I really should dedicate a whole episode to like the how insane it was to work at Disney. I mean, I remember they jokingly, oh, I, I signed an NDA, but I never signed a damn thing when I worked there. <laughs> I just showed up one day, like here's here's your desk, here's someone else's login, and here's a PowerPoint. Figure out your job. I'm like, what? What about the guy who's supposed to show me how to do the job? Oh, he quit. He's gone. <laughs> He left last week. I guess I don't know if Disney. It's funny because I think because I gave my two weeks notice to Nintendo, and I think that guy left during those two weeks. I think if if I had just jump shipped immediately, I would have gotten training. But that guy wasn't gonna stick around for for any longer than he had to. I guess. Was, I guess he he spent the two weeks while I was finishing out my project at Nintendo, making a giant PowerPoint for me. Like here you go, asshole. Here's everything you need to know to be the fulfillment. Logistics coordinator for for Walt Disney Home Entertainment. I'm like, what? I spent a whole month trying to figure out how the fuck do the how the fuck do I do my job? I'm just sitting at this desk. I have no idea what I'm doing. It was the worst case of imposter syndrome I ever had in my life. It was horrible. Eleven month later, I kind of figured out the job, and then I wanted to quit. Once I figured out the job, I'm like, wait, this is horrible! I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. But yeah, okay, good. We have, we have officially gotten to the thirty minute mark. My 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 face right here. I get a lot of sinus pressure. Daniel, thank thank you for joining me online here today. You know, I came on super duper late because our little dude was was not he's having trouble getting to sleep. So we're I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up here. You, you can hop in the DeLorean, Daniel, and catch the beginning of the show. <laughs> um, as always, make sure to follow us on all of our social media. Uh, I'm super active on Twitter, Twitter at DreGB Podcast. Also on Instagram and on Facebook at DreGB Podcast. Well, I'm, I'm glad you made it in time to say hi as well, friend. Uh, make sure to check out our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is blowing up. We are 26 subscribers away. I gained subscribers during the show last week. <laughs> I guess it was before I came on. <laughs> we're, we're at 74 subscribers now. We're we're moving up in the world. We're 26 away from getting our own URL. And then we, we get, get to set the next goal. Whatever the next goal is. Uh, to, to keep pushing forward. I guess put, putting out all that video game content from the warehouse is working and putting it out consistently. I did a great video last Friday where you can hear the frustration in my voice as I try to explain to people that these third-party 3DS games are in fact real. They just have incredibly shitty shrink wrap jobs. From the manufacturer who didn't give a fuck anymore. These are just like these are the last 3DS games ever made. Fuck you. 
shitty job. <laughs> it wasn't a, a nice, crisp, trifold machine. It was a dude with a blowtorch and and, and freaking saran wrap. That's 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 how they they shrink wrap these legitimate games from Sega and Atlas. Fucking assholes, making the poor customer service department Rosa go crazy and we have these customers insist oh you sold me a, a bootleg game I'm like nope that's a real game asshole it just has an incredibly shitty seal <laughs> the, the whoever the production facility I don't know if it was technical or if it was someone else they, they don't have the they, they got rid of the trifold machine and the, they're like 3DS isn't in production anymore <laughs> Or it's not the main, it's not a main concern of these, these these packaging plants. So they just said fuck it and, and, and put and put these poor 3ds games through an oven like you'd see at Carl's Jr. <laughs> and then sent them all to me in crappy 30 packs. I'm like, what the fuck? This one wasn't even cooked all the way. <laughs> Terrible f- fast food quality shrink wrapping. <laughs> And back when I were at a GameStop, I could do a better job with a shitty uh, blowtorch and a and a shitty little little cellophane machine. <laughs> but yeah, be sure to check out our YouTube. And as always, if you want to be awesome, like our good friend here, Daniel Wong, or our other friend Ryan Sanaka, if you want to be a Patreon patron of the show, patreon.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. Get more patrons, create more content. That's how it works. All right. Daniel, you have yourself a good night. All right, everyone else listening, you have a good night as well. We will see you next week. Be sure to check out our YouTube page. Go like, subscribe, and do all those things. Comment, like, comment, subscribe. I'm watching other vlogs and trying to grab their verbiage and so I can use it. I have to get comfortable with it if I'm going to grow. Have yourself a good night. We'll see you guys next time. And this I do for my wife every week now.